Now, for this entry, I am not going to, uh, as you notice, I um, didn't put the intro into the front of it. Uh, I kind of want to talk about something that is uh, very near and dear to me. Um, it is the seven-year anniversary of the death of one of my favorite actors of pretty much all time um, and comedians, Robin Williams. Uh, on August 11th, 2014, um, he was found dead uh, by suicide. And over the course of the year after that, they discovered a lot about his you know, medical issues and his various mental states, how he struggled with depression and the likes of various other things that eventually came out over time but being that it is seven years later it is still um it's still difficult to talk about simply for the fact that this was a a person i never got to meet and it's one of those cases where I was very devastated when I heard about it. It's probably one of the only real, <clears throat> excuse me, American actor deaths that affects me as much as it does for as long as it has. Um, I know a lot of people loved Robin. They loved what he did and what he brought to the world. And it was just one of those things where I always enjoyed watching him i've enjoyed pretty much everything that he's ever put out you know a lot of the times people will talk about like his his flops over his um over his bigger quality films you know not everything is a mrs doubtfire not everything is a jumanji but then again mrs doubtfire and jumanji are not on the same level as films like goodwill hunting or dead poet society and he also has a lot of films from even the earlier days that most may or may not even acknowledge him for because the the 90s was really a decade that he <clears throat> I don't want to say blew up but kind of like where the majority of his most well-known roles lies however I do my fame his fame for me dates back to the 80s more so than anything else I know he was in a bunch of things in the late 70s but the 80s was really where uh, I was kind of, I kind of lead back towards with films like Good Morning Vietnam, which is a fantastic film. Uh, then you have a film like The Fisher King. Uh, actually, wait, The Fisher King might, might even be early 90s. and Maybe, maybe not. Uh, they have like Cadillac Man and The uh, Awakenings. Awakenings is a great movie with him and Robert De Niro. And then you also have a lot of his more obscure films that... Most people probably don't even bother with, you know, like there's Toys. Toys was a great film. Great, great film. Uh, then you have The Birdcage. The Birdcage has a huge following, I know that, but it's like definitely around that time where like between Birdcage, it was like Jumanji, Birdcage, then Jack. So Jack and Jumanji kind of like pushed the Birdcage out of most people's radars unless you were... Uh, a Robin Williams fan, and you went and you found it out. Then you have, you know, films that might be considered flops, like Flubber. You know, most of the times people don't really count Flubber as a great film. What Dreams May Come, based on a very good Richard Matheson book. That Matheson, I'm sorry, Richard Matheson book. 
um, that I was in the middle of reading and I hadn't finished yet, but the movie is very good when it compares to the book. Uh, then you have, a, a, again, random films that you may or may not even heard about. There's Father's Day with him and Billy Crystal, you know, one of the first films that they've done, that they did in, after so many years of not being together. Uh, Bicentennial Man, most people don't really care for Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man. I love Bicentennial Man. It's um, a very enjoyable movie for me. Then you have, um, he did a lot of voice acting. In films like Robots, and of course, you know, Aladdin and Fern Gully, uh, his roles in Night at the Museum. He has a really good side character role in the film August Rush, you know, then the film Final Cut. The film Final Cut is just a gem of his that most people don't appreciate, and it should get way more appreciation than it does, because it is a very, very good film. Uh, it's just, it's tough to think about... Looking back at those films, and it's not, he's not the only one, and we're all, we're going to be losing people as time goes on, you know, just as the generation before us continuously lost people, you know, we have people that were devastated by the loss of many people in the last decade, and it's, it's just that in comparison, I feel like there's something that Robin leaves behind that most others can't really compare with. And, I mean, you could probably say that you can't compare any of them based on, you know, fan base, um, audience impact, you know, very various things in the, 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 the natural world that may or may not play a role in how this actor, how this person is remembered. And... It's just really tough to talk about because it re it really does hurt me to think about how he's no longer around. And then you watch a lot of his films, which I still watch a lot of them to this day, that he's a was and it's not an is anymore. You know, it's he was great in his time and he left us with a lot of fantastic memories and a lot of very... Uh, memorable roles depending on which one you know I don't I don't think there's one person where you walk up to them and you and they say that Robin Williams didn't do something that they loved whether or not they hated everything else they loved at least one thing he did it could be something as obscure as uh, the angriest man in Brooklyn or it could be something as well known as um, uh, night at the museum any one of those films you know, he's, he never could be typecasted, though you always knew that when you walked into a film that he was starring in, there was a little bit of Robin in there. There was a little bit of who he was as a person that kind of leaked in a little bit to each character, whether it was serious or not. Um, and it's, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad to think that it's been seven years his last film that came out was in 2015 where he played the voice of a dog in a film called absolutely anything and of course that was in you know production it was already done filming and whatnot and he um he will never he will never going to see anything of his you know again there are i used to <laughs> it's funny i used to 
be able to do his 2001 stand-up. 2001 or 2002. I can't remember. It might actually even been a bit later than that. Because I remember it being after the incidents at 9-11. Definitely 2002. It was definitely 2002. So... I used to be able to do his live on Broadway act from 2002 from front to back. I, I knew it by heart and I was watching a clip of it very recently and I thought I wouldn't remember it. And then I was watching it and I was doing it along with it. And I was like, wow, I really do still remember this. And it's nice to think that even after so much time has passed and he's not really in the forefront of thought, it's days like this that really bring your attention back to someone who you never met but you really you really wish you did you know there's always these things that pop up on social media where it's like they show a list of like 10 musicians that have unfortunately passed on and it'll be like you only have you can only buy one ticket to one performance who's it gonna be and i've seen them in various shapes and sizes of that kind of same notion Including, you know, posts that'll go, you know, what's the one celebrity death that really hits you hard? And it's just, this is the one for me. And I know I'm not the only one that, like, it matters to, but I just, it, it's the only one that really does, really is something that affects me when when it comes time for that like time of year and I always watch I'll always watch something when the day comes around it doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter if I had already watched it like sooner I just I watch it and I just remember that time I remember when it first happened seven years ago I went on a binge I watched pretty much everything start to finish Jumanji Aladdin Good Morning Vietnam uh The Fisher King I went back and forth watching all of these performances and I just I watch them these days and it just really it really sucks and it's he's he's a was and he will no longer be an is and it's just very unfortunate that the world has lost a talent like his and we're getting at that point in our generation where kids that were born in you know within the last 15 years may not have might not have known or been exposed to a lot of that stuff that was his content that was the performances he put out there you know unless people have exposed them to it unless the family has exposed them to it and most of the time you know you think about that stuff and you wish that there could be more exposure for him so his his work and his memory lives on and it's really upsetting to me when i think about that because, you know, I'm in the process of trying to start a family myself. And by the time my kid becomes, you know, at the age where we're going to be exploring movies, just like my father explored movies with me. That's how I know about, you know, the Marx Brothers, Three Stooges, a lot of really old black and white films such as like the haunt, the original Haunting from 1940 and the original um, House on Haunted Hill and all of these good black and white films he exposed me to. And that's why I have a love and a passion for old black and white, you know, 
uh, 30s and 40s films, including a lot of the 50s and 60s. And he was he was the movie guy, which makes me the movie guy right now because I have this passion for films and having this passion for films allows me to have feel this sort of connection with different characters and different, you know, artists. And it's unfortunate that I've only met very few people that I actually want to meet. You know, you don't want to meet everybody. I'm not one of those people that wants to meet everybody. I'll meet the people who I want to meet the people who kind of, you know, matter to me in a sense and the kind of people that I would want to go out of my way to meet. But this is one that I really wish I had the opportunity to just, you know, shake his hand, you know, meet him, you know, introduce myself. And I'll just, I'll never get that. And I know I'm not alone with that. I know there's a lot of people that feel that way. But, you know, if ever, if ever you are wondering what my answer would be to the number one celebrity death that still hurts me and it affected me more than any other one, this is it. And... I, it's still tough to, to swallow the pill that it's a reality, but yeah, this, this is the one, this is the one that hurts the most.